Good morning. Welcome to Pillow Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia Watkins. I am Dr. Boyce Watkins, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Dr. Alicia Watkins. How are you doing today, babe? Pretty good. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. We are laying against foreign pillows today. Um, we're in ATL, shouty. <laughs> ATL, shouty. <laughs> <laughs> but you are as beautiful as, as you are in Chicago. So. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, I had to fly down here to come see you. You um, yeah, you had a big night last night. You you spoke at uh, at the the happy event, the the happy um, Hoppy, the Hoppy, movie Hoppy, yeah. which is an awesome film, by the way. That was great. It was really nice to see the film. The people had really good energy out there. It was so cool to see you show up. Yeah, yeah, I came in and I think they were surprised that I came in and I I didn't want to, I, I wasn't going to speak or anything. I just wanted to be in the audience because I had a job to do. I had, I was like I had to I have to help my wife. I had a you're my manager. I got to be her. Night. I wasn't the manager. I was the employee. <laughs> yeah. So so we um so it was really cool. A lot of smart black people and uh, I saw um uh, red pill. And blue pill, red and, and blue. Oh, pill. that's right, red and, and blue, blue pill, pill were there. Very, very smart black men. Very smart black. The great, the one and only Rick Mathis. Uh, he went to Waffle House with us. <laughs> we went to three different Waffle Houses. Well, you know, trying it, to get it together. It was, it was like the three bears, like hot, too hot, too cold, just right. Because the first one we went to was totally closed. The second one we went to was open, but there was nowhere to sit. And the third one was just right. Well, the second one, did you notice they had armed security guard there? Yeah, because they had that get that dude, that crackhead outside the door that was like, like hanging out people's windows, like he was chasing people down in their cars. That the uh, I didn't care for that vibe so much. <laughs> yeah, like damn. I mean, no, I mean, no, no disrespect to any crackheads who are listening, but seriously though, like when you see people enjoying their pancakes, like leave them alone. What was going on? I thought it was a domestic situation. What was oh, happening the, the with guard, the car? No, I, think the, I think the guard was just there all the time. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so we went to Waffle House and and uh, and you were speaking on stage. And how did it feel to be on stage? Because you were on there for a long time. <laughs> I was on there for a while. But it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, it was It was really interesting that I was on stage and you were in the audience because usually it's the other way around. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed. So, I enjoyed listening to you. You're a smart lady. Oh, thank you, babe. I always come for you. I, I was come for you for tips. Yeah, like, well, how you, can I get? You better? did a great job, and yeah. um, and Taiki Grant, who made the movie, is a brilliant guy, and just a lot of really smart black people together. I'm telling y'all, y'all, y'all got to see the movie How Hoppy H A P I. I think they're going to Houston next. It's all about like how economics goes all the way back to ancient Kemet. It is a comprehensive film. I mean, mm. he left nothing out in that film. No, he didn't. Yeah, it was. It was really remarkable. I hadn't really. I'd seen bits and pieces of it, but not the, it, it, it in it in its entirety. So it was mm. just. It was. It was, it was profound. Yeah, it was. It was, nice. a, it was an honor to be in the movie because. Yeah, it, you did a good job. Yeah, Taiki spent like five or six years making it, and um, and it's something. It's like it's like the kind of film you would have in your social studies class too. Like yeah. the, the black children should watch it because it gives you a lot of black pride. It really shows you how it, you know, <sighs> almost everything in our economic system in America, mm-hmm. a lot of it started in ancient Kemet, and well, they, we don't give our ancestors the credit. Like we give credit to like these white people. Ah, uh, and the stories he went into, he went into the stories and the dynamics 
between people. And when you know, when I was watching that part, I was thinking, God, Rick Mathis is in the audience. It'd be great to do a movie on it. Like there's stories between people and um, how people didn't get along with each other. Like it would be an excellent movie. Just a movie where you see people walking around, black people walking around with Egyptian attire would be like fantastic. Yeah. Well, you know, Rick is yeah. um, working on the great film that we're doing together called B1, B1 the movie. And so that's going to be out uh, sometime next year. We'll probably roll it out around Juneteenth. And uh, we started working on it at the convention. And uh, he showed us some footage. It was really good. Yeah, that footage was remarkable. I said, how did you put this footage together so fast? He said, man, I've been obsessed with it. He said he's just been working on it every day, every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about it when we were in Waffle House at food. I was, I was like, scoffing down all my food, and he was doing a lot of the talking. It was great to listen. Because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Rizzi Islam's in the movie, and Nuri Muhammad, and Queen Afua, and Jay Morrison, and you're in it, and a lot of uh, Giselle Marcus is in it. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's so crazy. Anyway, I said Giselle Marcus. I'm sorry. Martin. Giselle Martin. Yeah, yeah. Giselle Marcus is a friend of mine who's on the board of trustees at Syracuse. Uh-huh. So, yeah. It's the, my friend that went to Harvard. Okay. Anyway, she teaches the St. Louis University. I told you about Giselle. She's cool. Really cool. Anyway. All right. So where can we see the movie? Hoppy. Um, I think they have a, I think if you go to Hoppy Films, at Hoppy Films mm-hmm. on Instagram, H-A-P-I, H-A-P-I, and also they're going to be in Houston, and uh, did Taki, did he actually come to Houston? Well, no, I think he picks more local people, because I happen to be in Atlanta, so I, we don't know who will be on the on the lineup, but whatever uh, it is, you know it's going to be really wonderful. Yeah, I might fly down yeah. to Houston for that screening and support, because it's, it's such a good movie, I'm telling you, H-A-P-I, you, you guys should look it up. It's one of the best like Afrocentric movies I've ever seen mm-hmm. in terms of the mm-hmm. thoroughness. And I mean, you know, and, and we got to give our ancestors props, you know, we are going to school, learning how wonderful white people are. I'm not, <laughs> not trying to do that no more, but anyway. Okay. So let's, let's get to the topic today. First of all, I want to say good morning. Be one to everybody. Uh, be one to all of you. Put your be ones in the chat and shout out the cities that you're from. Uh, and uh, in case you don't know, this is pillow talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia Watkins. This is where we, Talk about issues that are going on in the world, and we literally are laying against our pillows. It probably sounds like we're groggy. And today's topic that we wanted to hit is Jasmine Guy. Uh, Jasmine Guy is in, she just recently, and we're not here to really gossip about her life. Um, she was, she did a public, very public and very revealing interview about the crazy things that have happened in her life financially since she left a different world. It was kind of sad to read what do you think yeah i mean when i was done reading it i I just went back to some of the thoughts i've always had about the different world like it's time for a reboot well it's time for a reboot of different world well you and i you and i were sitting there talking with daryl bell who played Mm -hmm. um ron on a different world by the way daryl bell is one of the coolest smartest human beings i've ever met (laughs) But anyway, but Daryl really surprised me when he was sort of, um, and I hope he doesn't mind me sharing this, but A Different World is not, well, like, we think of it as a black show, but it ain't black owned. It's not black owned. So so all the characters, a lot of the characters would love to do a reboot, mm-hmm. you know, but they can't because Warner Brothers shelved the whole damn show. They're just like, no, we we don't want to do nothing with it. And they're like, okay, well, let us do something with it. No, we, we're not going to let you do anything with it. What's a number? It's got to be a number. 
It's got to be a number we can get to get that show back. It might be, but I, I'm tell you what, I'm, I'm trying to white people owning them, things that we think are ours. It's like it's like when you go and if you're a cripple of blood or something, you you gonna get killed over a block. At least make sure you own that block. You know what I mean? Like if you if you banging over a block, make sure it's your block. Don't be banging over the yeah, white I, man's block. The disappointing part is the fact that Jasmine guy doesn't even own the Whitley voice. Mm. She doesn't own her Whitley voice. She created that voice. That, you know, that nasally, <laughs> funny, Southern Belle voice that is what Dwayne. she's about. It's what she's about. This, she's from she's from Atlanta, right? She's um, from that area, yeah, I she, believe. Yeah, she's she does she does a good job with the with the Southern Belle thing. You know, do you know that Warner Brothers is so gangster with it? <laughs> they did a trademark on that voice. She cannot Use that. She cannot imitate Whitley Gilbert in public without getting sued by Warner Brothers. Now, one thing I will say that I did, I was really happy to see her on, oh, that uh, Disney show with Zendaya. Mm, Yeah, that was good. Something Undercover. I can't remember what name of it. I'm sure someone will put it in the chat. Um, But it's Casey Undercover. Maybe that's the name of it. Mm -hmm. And Dwayne Wade plays her father on the show. And so they brought her back to do a couple of episodes and that, and she did a wonderful job there. It's like, you just missed her. Yeah. I, I remember just, cause I looked up to her. I remember I was in college. I was actually in college the last, maybe the last season of a different world. And I just, you know, it, it probably contributed to a lot of people going to college and wanting to be better just because of that yeah. show. She was very, very pretty. A very Beautiful. pretty lady. I looked up to her. I wanted yeah. to be her. But I yeah. couldn't be her. <laughs> nobody, so nice. nobody could be her. But yeah, and, no, and and a lot of guys wanted to be with her. Yeah, but it was just you know I think it was wonderful to see black love on screen like that. Like Dwayne loved her, and she loved him, and you know yes. all the drama they went through to get together, and finally they got married. Like I was there at that wedding. <laughs> when it oh, was that wedding! Oh, I mean, we the, wedding, the wedding was epic. Like everybody, how many of y'all <laughs> give give me a yes or no? Who, if you're old enough to remember. Like in real time, when uh, Whitley and Dwayne got married, how many how many of y'all remember in real yeah. time, like watching that episode? Like yeah, that. she married another guy, and he busted in and said no. He oh, stopped Whitley, her no. at the, at the Whitley, altar. No. I love you, Byron. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so great. Yeah. That's a that's it's, that is a wonderful love story. Just to watch that did a lot for me. Yeah, well, it yeah. defined a generation. Um, and it convinced a lot of people to want to go to HBCUs. Um, it just, it was, you know, I mean, and that's the thing, you know, I, I, I hate the fact that we get so caught up in Bill Cosby's flaws that we can't at least give him some credit for that part of his legacy. You know, he he did that. You know what I mean? Is that what happened? I think I read somewhere that enrollment in HBCUs during a time of a different world, you know, it was just tremendous. I don't remember what the number was, but yeah. they saw like increased enrollment. Yeah, HBC has benefited tremendously from that show, and it really did. It, it did. I mean, it, you know, it probably overly romanticized the idea of being at HBCU, but there was nothing cooler than the idea of going to, you know, the real life version of a Hillman. And right? and to think that okay, so Bill Cosby, I guess he hasn't been perfect, but to think how fast people drop support for him, especially HBCUs. Yeah. Didn't even support him. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you know, that's um. I forgot. I was talking to somebody about that recently, but they were saying that that's why you know that's why you, when we think about choosing your friends, try to choose 
friends that are really solid that'll stick with you through thick and thin, not people mm-hmm. that are going to run the minute you're, it's no longer financially beneficial to be your friend. That's why I don't, that's why I don't have a lot of friends who are politicians. I don't have any friends who are politicians. Mm-hmm. So politicians and celebrities are not the best friends because they're always trying to stay hot, trying to stay relevant. And if they feel like you're not a person that they mm-hmm. benefit from being around. They're not going to want to be around you anymore. Ah, uh, yeah. it's like, stop using me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like, I like, I like solid, like, um, what I mentioned is Giselle Marcus by accident. Uh-huh. Let me tell you about Giselle Marcus. Uh, she's a, she grew up in the hood. She went to Harvard and she's now on the board of trustees at Syracuse University and a professor at St. Louis University. Well, anyway, with Giselle, Giselle had a friend who was part of the bougie, fufu shishi Negroes in um, Chicago, like hung out with Michelle Obama and all this other stuff, right? <laughs> well, the lady got caught up in some sort of scandal that involved a government grant, and they wanted to send her to prison for the misallocation of those funds. Maybe she bought, you know, some stuff that she shouldn't have bought with the grant. I don't know. But it wasn't like she was a hardcore criminal. Like that was that was just coming to your house and rob you. It's like she did something, but she did do something that broke the law. But they they gave her ten years in prison, mm-hmm. and she was married with kids, like a, a you know, highly educated woman, married with children, all that. So they took her out of the household and put her in prison. And all do you know? All her friends, all her little fufu she she Yale Harvard friends stopped speaking to her because they're like, we don't want to be associated with somebody who's under this kind of scandal. Giselle. Was it the one one of the main friends who said, "No, I, I looked out for you when the times are good. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna look out for you when times are bad." And lucky, luckily for her, so when she was in there, she was she started a church group for the women in, in the prison. She started Aww. educating them. Like she just made the best out of the situation. I think she got out three or four years later. Gee whiz. Yeah, like to me, th- those are oh. solid people. To me, those are those are the types of friends I want. You know, so anyway, yeah. let's um do me a favor. Please hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Uh, you, you're listening to Pillow Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia Watkins. And if you wonder why we haven't even got to the subject that much yet, it's it's because that's what we do. We we talk about whatever's on our mind and uh, when we wake up in the morning. So let's let's dig into Jasmine Guy. So Jasmine Guy apparently just has like some crazy financial stories um about some things that happened with her um and the article i'm reading from give me a yes in the chat everybody real quick if you can hear us let us know you can hear me because i'm switching my screen i'm gonna read the story to you give me a yes in the chat to let or say i can hear or something like that okay it's from sb24news.com i have no idea what their website is um it says actress jasmine guy best known for portraying whitley on a different world is opening up about a very rough period in time of time in her life the actress had a recent appearance of the tamron hall show where she touched on everything from her divorce to filing for bankruptcy and how it affected both herself and her daughter. The Boston-born, Atlanta-raised actress, singer, dancer, and director has had a very storied career, albeit best known for her role in the highly acclaimed and impactful sitcom A Different World, in which she was one of the main characters in the show's six-season run. She's appeared and starred in many more productions from School Days in 1988, I remember school oh, days. that was a great film. To Amazon Prime's newest sitcom, Harlem. Remember when she was in Harlem Nights with Eddie Murphy? Yeah. And she was like, she's like, quick. And she's like, why don't you lay down on the pillow quick? <laughs> <laughs> and quick was like, okay. <laughs> and she had a gun under his pillow. And she had a gun. Something like that. I forgot what it was. Uh, she okay. A, she's going to kill him. Remember that? I do, I do remember that. That yeah. was so epic. Yeah. Anyway. Um, But along the way, the actress was thrust into some hard times. In August of 98, Jasmine got married a man named Terrence Duckett. 
Their marriage brought forth one daughter, Imani. But after 10 years of marriage, Guy filed for divorce in Los Angeles courts, citing irreconcilable differences. According to a 2008 article from People, this would only be the beginning of her issues. In 2009, the Dead Like Me star fell on hard times due to extreme financial issues and had to file for Chapter 13 bankruptcy, according to a TMZ report. The outlet reported a whopping total of $123,503.64 in back taxes for Jasmine Guy, while her ex-husband owed $94,354.71. So it's a little over, about $210,000 in taxes. Uh, These debts were accrued during their marriage. Then in 2012, Jasmine Guy reportedly went back to the courts due to Duckett's non-payment of child support. TMZ ran a report about after obtaining court documents that Duckett had been delinquent in his monthly court-mandated payment of $1,469. The resulting amount left him almost $40,000 in arrears. The problems kept arising when, in 2014, the Jasmine brand reported that a tax lien was placed on Guy in the state of Georgia due to non-payment. Uh, adding $27,523.86 more to her debt. While the multifaceted talent has kept herself busy over the years in Hollywood, it is evident that she's experienced her share of public humiliation and struggles. But the usually private Jasmine guy is now opening up to all she had to face. Uh, She said that she felt, um, when it was revealed, she felt forced to share um, her hardships. Due to the feeling of being outed, Guy stated that she, quote, felt the need to address some of the issues that were going on, from the divorce to its after effects on her finances. Money provides security, said Jasmine Guy in response to the show's hosts, clarifying her relationship with money and its meaning in life as it pertains to our dependency. I didn't want to go. I didn't want money to go shopping. I wanted me and my kid to be okay. So um, that was a lot. I just read to you, Dr. Gee. Alicia, the relationship expert who speaks on your relationship with money. Yeah. That's... What, what were you hearing when you heard her talk about? how money provides security and what her relationship with money is like. It just makes me wonder during that marriage, what types of conversations, I mean, they, what type of conversations they did not have in that marriage. Like they had to run that household and run it financially. For some reason, it's, it's like, we know when tax day is tax day is usually April 15th. Mm-hmm. Like, are they not having a conversation about what to do yearly about their money? <laughs> do they not have an accountant? Do they not have um, a way to manage their day-to-day expenses? It's like these conversations weren't happening. I know there's pressure for celebrities to live a certain lifestyle, so they have to invest in their brand, I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, gee whiz. I mean, they just missed it from beginning to the end. And then afterwards, not paying child support. That's not a lot of child support, $1,400. I paid almost that much when I was a regular. I was a regular guy with a regular job. Yeah, but it doesn't go very far when you're in Los Angeles. $1,400 for a child? Mm. It doesn't go very far. So it tells me that her husband wasn't doing very well. But gee whiz, what a catastrophe. I mean, we see this great marriage on film with Dwayne Wade, but in real life, she it was not happening for her. In it's real Dwayne life. Wayne. Wayne. Dwayne Wade. There AKA is first of all first of all, there is an artist called Dwayne Wade. Are you serious? An Wade. artist? A basketball no, player. No, a basketball player Dwayne yes, Wade. Not an artist. But there is a reggae artist called Wayne Wayne Wonder, I think. Anyway, so I'm getting it all mixed up. <laughs> anyway, the 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 Wayne and Dwayne's. But the thing is is that what a tragic what a tragic story. And she's telling her story. Why is she telling her story now? Um, You know, I'm not sure exactly. I think it's, she said it's because she was outed, but she was outed like years ago. 
So I think that maybe perhaps um, it just it's interesting, right? Like like we all want to know how things happened after the show was over, and um, you know, and you 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 see some stuff like um actually, you know, I'm, I'm Instagram friends with Malcolm Jamal Warner. Yes, and we yeah. talk sometimes. And he's a smart guy. Like he's really intelligent and really thoughtful. Mm-hmm. I respect mm-hmm. that immensely. Yeah, mm-hmm. like a lot of some celebrities you talk to them is like talking to a brick wall. They're so self-absorbed. They can't even hear nothing. Nobody's saying this stuff themselves. That's why, again, celebrities just make terrible friends. Well, Malcolm Jamal Warner, I mean, his career went in a total different direction. He became a singer. Like, he became, he's not a singer. Well, a performer. He did that Robert Glasper song that you love. I love that Robert Glasper song. And um, he's coming in concert in Chicago, by the way, next week. And Robert Glasper? I sure would Malcolm love to. Jamal Warner? No, Robert Glasper oh. is coming. So I sure would love to see that. But, um. Okay. Shout anyway, out shout out to him. He's and a, also to Theo Huxtable. Theo Huxtable, not Theo <laughs> Huxtable. <laughs> well, you got. I mean, I, I, you know what I like? I like the fact that, like, when I, I made a joke with him one time because you asked me about the Robert Glasper song, yeah. And I said, I said, I told her, I said, man, I, I said, I said, do you have a crush on Theo Huxtable? <laughs> you looking at that dude? And, uh, and and he laughed. He just laughed, right? And I think it's good to like take it in stride. Like you can't walk around. Like if your career is defined by something, you can't walk around and act like you didn't do it. You know, like I think who was it? I don't know if it was Emmanuel Lewis that hated like when people called him Webster. Oh, you got to embrace that. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. He, he, unfortunately, he had a poor guy. He had like a little man's complex from what I, from what people told me. Yeah. He drove this big old gigantic like truck, and um, and somebody said, "Hey, it's Webster," <laughs> and he said, "It's Emmanuel Lewis, bitch." <laughs> 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 Which is so different from his character. He was a squeaky clean little right. Well, that was that was the story. Webster. That was the story I was told. But, I believe it. I believe it. Well, you know what? What it is is like if you if you define your career like those like that one guy that um was on the if you define your career with squeaky clean stuff, it's hard for you then to step out of that and become a human being. Like that mm-hmm. one guy um who was on the Disney show who became like a gangster rapper. <laughs> and everybody was laughing. It's like watching you try to gangster rap. It's like watching Mickey Mouse. Dude, like, this is like weird. Be, become a thug. Like Mickey this ain't Mouse. Right. We're not gonna take that seriously, you know. Yeah. Or um, who's the Hannah Montana went through that? Miley Cyrus. Oh God, I got a lot of thoughts about Miley Cyrus. Oh but, Lord, that's yeah. a crazy, crazy white woman. Anyway, back to Jasmine Guy. Um, what a sad situation to see her, um, try to put herself back together after this horrible situation. And I'm glad that she's talking publicly about it. It takes a lot of bravery to do that, to share your business like that. Like I didn't, we didn't know any of that stuff was going on. And I'm, 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 I would love to see her back on screen. I would love to see her pulling herself back together again. And um, the daughter is, the daughter is beautiful. We don't know what the daughter is going on. She's got a network of people. She's got cast members from a different world. She's even got Malcolm Jamal Warner who probably supports her too. Um, there's been no drama about her interpersonally, you know, so it seems like she, it, it would be really nice to see her and um, Ron and all of them uh, to just be out there successful. We as the audience members, we as Black people, we want to see them because we identify so so many positive characters. I mean, that defined my childhood. You know, mm-hmm. the my um the Cosby show and the different world like that was just, it was, it was 
to watch all of that on the screen like that. We had our kids. It was just beautiful. We had our kids uh, watch every episode of the Cosby Show. Every episode of the Cosby Show. I think you should do that. You should ha- sit down with your children and have them watch from episode one all the way down to, I think it went to five seasons. Yeah. Just watch that Cosby Show. I think that's like it's an beautiful. awesome act of rebellion, too, for black families. Like, yeah. Like, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I can hear people when they say, when they say, oh, look, I, I Bill Cosby is a hard guy for me to support and endorse. And I agree. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't support and endorse him completely. I don't think he should. I don't think there's much benefit to send an 80 some year old man to prison. But at the same time, I'm not going to sit here and act like he's an angel. But what I am going to say is that that work was freaking phenomenal. I'm not going to cuss yeah. today, but I really wanted to say the F word because it's like that work on the Cosby show and different world ain't nothing on TV that good now black like black ish is a good show i like it but it ain't in the same league to me in terms of just what it really does to the psyche of our people if you watch the cosby show from the very first episode to the very last episode you walk away with that thinking this is progressive even in today's world world it's progressive like the the images that you see even the pictures on the wall the Mm. images that you see you see denise you see Denise dressed up in the first season. You see Denise dressed up as an Egyptian queen. Wow. In the very first episode. That would never happen now on TV. No, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. I mean, and, you just, you watch it and you go, oh my goodness. <laughs> well, and it, it is crazy. I mean, it's, um, it's, it, it really is a revolutionary TV. And I mean, and it's crazy though that it's, that it's considered so radical to simply have a black family that's not full of like chaotic dysfunction. Like, I mean, that, that right there is, it's, it's, it's really a reflection of how irrational and crazy the world has become. Mm-hmm. Like it's around, it's irrational for that to be irrational. What's wrong with having a family that's like where everybody ain't trying to cuss each other out and kill each other. And, mm-hmm. you know, and the daddies ain't abandoning the kids and the mamas ain't trying to fight with the, the husband every day. And, you know, and the kids don't hate each other. Like, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's nice, but I'm I'm sitting here thinking about um, Jasmine Guy some more, and mm-hmm. you know the fact that it was a miss in terms of her finances, and uh, you know when you have a child with someone, it's so important. I mean, you owe it to your family to really get get all of that together and in place, mm-hmm. everything in place. You owe it to them. So I just, it's just, um, I'm so curious as to what happened with them. Well, you know, um, I think things happen, right? People get married and we think it's all about the love. But, you know, like when they say nothing going on but the rent, a lot of people think that there's something wrong with a statement like that. But no, like it's, it's realistic. Like you, you know, if you can't handle your basic financial needs, then it's hard for you to get to the other stuff that really makes life, you know, so wonderful. It's hard to focus when your kids can't eat, you well, know. The, the thing is, is that love is not a, just a feeling. Love is a statement. So when you when you and your partner get together and talk about finances, where's the money going? Where's the money coming in? What expenses do we have? That is a demonstration of love. That's a mm. loving act. Well, you know, one thing I would say to, to everybody listening is I think that, a lot of celebrities um, get caught up in what a lot of what I've seen a lot of my educated friends get caught up in, and it's trying to live a lifestyle that is consistent with what other people think you should be doing. 
Mm-hmm. You know, having the stuff other people think you should have and worrying about what other people think constantly. And I'm just going to say, like, you got to let that crap go. You know, mm-hmm. like, like you and I, I, we, I don't, I, I mean, you and I ain't trying to impress nobody. No, we're not. <laughs> I ain't trying to impress nobody. I don't not like that. I don't care. I, where'd you get that? What Walmart? Where, where'd you get? Where'd you get those? Amazon. Like seriously, like, like, do not play. Like seriously, like, I no, we're not, we're not doing none of that. Like Gucci, this. Gucci. Don't get me wrong. I mean, sometimes if you see something nice, you want to get. Like you did buy me that nice Tumi bag for Christmas, which no, I appreciate. Wait, for. excuse me. You got the whole set now. Thank you very yes, much. Yes, you're means, welcome. I'm gonna tell you that, that. I didn't know. I wasn't sure if you loved me until you bought me a Tumi bag. <laughs> I'm, I'm playing. No, those bags are so crazy. They have a lifetime warranty. They can survive a nuclear holocaust. I think it's worth the investment. Well, I appreciate it because you travel a lot. I mean, that's what I think. It has to make sense. You travel a lot. You're on airplanes all the time. You got to have a good quality luggage set. Well, what it is to me is, is I, I want everybody to understand just because we talk about things like financial responsibility, it doesn't mean you can't have nice stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can reward yourself. It's like a, it's like it's, if you're on a diet and you're working out every day, you can you can eat a brownie or a cookie every now and then. Oh, but I guarantee you, before I bought you that luggage set, I made sure my bills were paid, my investments were all <laughs> were yeah. all up to stock. Like I made Get sure four one k popping. Yes, it just popped. <laughs> <laughs> like I wouldn't have done it, you know, had I not made really great decisions throughout my life in terms of finances. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, like I think I think luxury <laughs> items can be if that's what you like that can be a nice reward for went for the fact that you did have the discipline to handle your business mm-hmm. you know you took care of, you did what you're supposed to do um and then and then i think it has to be efficiently done luxury like if you <clears throat> like you and i like when we got a, when we went to get our car like we didn't go buy a toyota corolla like we got no. a, we, got, <laughs> we got a nice brand of a car but at the same time we wanted to be practical like so we looked at those Lincolns and I was like, Oh, I want to, I want, I think I want the Lincoln Navigator. We looked at it too expensive, way over the top. A brand new Lincoln was way too much money. Not for what you were getting. I didn't think it was worth it. Yeah. It wasn't an efficient purchase. Right. Yeah. And then we looked at the Cadillac. I was like, nah, this, this is, you're not wearing it. We, were, we just felt like, no, nah, this isn't doing it. Then we liked the infinity, but then it was like, why get a new one? Why not get a one that's three years old and save tens yeah. of thousands of dollars. And that's what we did. Yeah. You know, so it's like a balance, right? It's like, okay, get yourself something nice. You but the gotta... car was expensive, you know, not to. What, the car we bought? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't it, cheap. It was, but it, we could have spent way more money on Yeah, yeah, know? and we paid it off quickly. Like, mm-hmm. like the goal at that point was like, how, how quickly can we pay this off? That's another thing, too. A lot of people, um, I have a lot of friends that do things like real estate, and they're real big on, le- a lot of them are real big on leverage. You know, you leverage, you you borrow against this, you you go acquire that so you can borrow against it and buy more property and all that. I, I think that's a personal choice. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of a ton of leverage and a ton of debt, you know, and I, I think debt is a personal decision, right? Mm-hmm. But for me, I enjoy the, the feeling of paying something off. Yeah. You know, when I get that notice saying your car's paid off, I like that. That's like a little high. Or when we paid off our parents' house, it was like a high. It was like, no, I don't want to like pay a little bit so I can use the cash and go buy another house. It's, it, I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand the acquisition of property and we have some, but it, it doesn't have to be something where you're always trying to flex to the fullest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, yeah, because we feel good about our relationship, we don't have to have these things in order to show that we feel good. Yeah, so you don't have to buy me a whole bunch of things to 
to demonstrate that you love me. You can pay your taxes and <laughs> that helps me know that you love me. <laughs> you're making sure that you're investing. That lets me know that you love me. You know, you're making sure all of these things. That's how I see a demonstration of love. Thank you very much, boys. I really appreciate it. <laughs> you're welcome. Bake me some cookies, woman. <laughs> Lots of gratitude. How can I pay you back? <laughs> Ooh, we'll talk about that after the show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Um, you're listening to Pillow Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia Watkins. This is where we lay against our pillows and talk about whatever comes to mind. Uh, if you haven't done it yet, please take one second. Everybody, please take a second. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. Uh, hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button if you haven't done that yet. Thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. Also, uh, Alicia's website, she sees couples. Uh, she's a couples therapist and full professor of social work. Her website is coachingwithdralicia.com. You can follow her at coachingwithdralicia if you want to follow Dr. Alicia. Um, so last night, I was I was really impressed. So, so you were there and you were on stage with amazing people like like my brother, um, my brother Red Pill. Did I say it right? It's Red Pill, right? Is this Red Pill? Look at the picture. It is red pill. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I, and I, I, and I feel bad. I, I, I mean, I like those guys. A lot. You know what? I, what's great about them is that when you get it wrong, they're so nice about it. They're just like, no, um, no, it's a red pill. They're, they're like the coolest dudes ever. <laughs> I really love talking well, to them. I, you know, here's the thing. For many, many years, I was like, I think I was probably like their biggest fan boys. <laughs> I ain't going to play. Like, I, I didn't even know you even existed online. But I for sure knew Red Pill, Blue Pill online. I used to listen to them on Blog, blog Talk Radio, wow. like religiously. Like yeah. that is, I would cook dinner. I would do all sorts of stuff listening to them. And they had wonderful guests on that show. And um, so, yeah, I was like a long, lifelong <laughs> yeah, well, follower. Well, when I them. interviewed them, yeah, I interviewed them. I said, yeah, my wife's a big fan of, of everything <laughs> I do. And they were honored. They thought it was cool. Yeah, I had them on the, in, in fact, actually, if you guys look it up on Dr. Boy's TV, you'll see what we had great conversation they're very smart people and i saw them again in louisville good brothers and mm-hmm. uh and you had your book um your book on now what was this book which, which book were, were, were you this is drama free conversation oh that's right drama free conversation so we can communicate. it's a workbook thank you very much communicate without killing each other yes and um <laughs> and uh and then also earlier in the day uh, I have to give a shout out to my my homeboy, my best friend, Greg Wilkins, um, who literally was killed in Louisville, Kentucky, 25 years ago this month. Um, same city as, you know, right near where Breonna Taylor was killed, actually. And I went in his, so 25 years later to the month, Jeez. I go to his daughter's graduation. His daughter, Jasmine, uh, graduated from Spalding University in the oh, nursing is that program. Her? Yes. And awesome. she, I'm so proud of her because she not only got her master's in nursing, but she also um, gave the uh, commencement speech. Whoa. Yeah, she was voted by her classmates to give the speech and, and nailed oh it. Oh, my goodness. Yes, I was so proud of her. And it was, it was I cried a little bit because I realized while she was speaking, I said, I, the first I was thinking, man, her dad would be so proud of her. You know, that was my home, that was my buddy. And I remember that, <clears throat> that, that moment, like, very clearly when he got killed. This is why I hate drugs and why I hate all the violence in the hood mm-hmm. that they don't talk about. Because it de- it destroys families, you know, and so anyway, I was thinking about my my homeboy and and uh, and I was like, man, from heaven, he's he's like he's beaming, yeah. you know, and and it was twenty five years to the month when her daddy got killed. Did you she know? talk about her dad? In the she speech? she didn't mention her dad, um, okay. but we 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 understand we got a connection on that, and and it was um, 
it was very, it just really hit me. Like, it was very emotional for me, you know, when I thought about it. So, yeah, so shout out to, you know, Smart Black. There she is on the stage. She, okay. She was wow. up there giving the speech. And, ter- and she said me, you know, asked me, like, about the speech, like, what she should say, how she should do it. And I gave her some tips. And it, oh. was, it was cool. And she nailed, I mean, she nailed it. A great student. Very smart young lady. I was so proud of her. But anyway, so um, I guess, so, so so really digging back into this Jasmine guy thing. Well, it's so, okay, so she... After Different World, she goes and gets married to Terrence Duckett. Um, they they have all these financial problems and tax problems. Um, ten years later, she files for divorce. A year later, she files for bankruptcy. Yeah. Now, do you think that she would have filed for bankruptcy if she had not gotten the the, the um, divorce? Oh, I definitely. Well, it seems like they were struggling financially, which we don't even know if that could have been one of the reasons why you know, some financial infidelity or some information. Like, I didn't know you were doing that. I trusted you to do this with the money and you didn't. What happened? I'm certain that hurts. And that probably can kill a marriage really really easily. And then just the drama around trying to get your money together. So the very first thing you do, they do when you get divorced is that they try to come up with a parenting plan. But the second thing is they go over finances. And so it's all laid out. And sometimes when you get that reality check, and you start seeing you owe this, you owe this, and you see what your income is, and you know that you can't pay it off. I think sometimes it is best to just say, you know, let's just get divorced and then just file for bankruptcy. Sometimes you're just in over your head and there's no way out. And that is very scarring. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I'm certain there's a lot of deep, deep seated hurt that came out through that. Interesting. Experience. Well, Mm. well, you know, I'll tell you what. It was a nail in the coffin her financially and then so interesting i wonder uh was she doing was she on tv was she doing any shows do we know what years what year did she get divorced did Did they tell us the year um i think the divorce i want to say it was like 2008 ish if i'm not mistaken yeah about 10 about 10 years after they got married in 98 and um she admitted to being really happy prior to currently speaking on the rough times she then went on to share that she's not comfortable speaking on it. Yeah. I know how many people suffer after a marriage or the family breaks up, and I don't mind sharing this with the actress. It's just that now that life has looked up for me, <clears throat> it's hard to go back there and remember how painful it was. And a lot has happened during the pandemic to a lot of us, and I wasn't used to having a collective angst-ridden, depressive world. Usually um, having to go through uh, those types of feelings on her own, guy speaks of, uh, on the whole on the whole, uh, the whole world now has had, they had to share worries due to the pandemic. Okay, so yeah, I, I think you see what what I what I'm really hearing there is here as well, and I, I I understand why people get divorces and all that, but I think what you really got to think about in general is how your family's structure survival plays a part in where you're going to be economically. Mm-hmm. Like you don't like like I like I know that sometimes your family may not be the most comfortable scenario for you to be in. And it's up to every individual to decide what they want to do. Mm-hmm. But your family is designed to give you security, you know? And so if I'm going through a tough time, I have to decide, is it better for me to go through that tough financial time on my own or go through it with other people around me that can help me out? But then again, maybe she felt like it was better to go through it on her own. But I think that there's a, a lot of conversation about, you know, about how great it is to be independent. Like you talk about, you have to hear independent women, all my independent, um, was it, was it, all my women independent, throw your hands up at me. While she, while that's, Jay, a, that's, that, a, that's a, that's a, um, <laughs> that song is a, it's a, um, 
what is that independent woman it's called uh what is that that document that document uh, the where they talk about, no the document where they talk about um i talk about it all the time while i'm running a blank but it is about um willie lynch that's a willie lynch song that's yeah. what that is mm-hmm. because the willie lynch letter talks about how you have to prop up the woman the black woman as being independent where she doesn't need a man it's all in the it's all in the willie lynch you should read mm-hmm. that on there so yeah so it's that's a willie lynch song that's what that mm. is, independent woman. Because you yeah. can't be independent. You can't. I mean, be honest. You can't do it on your own. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the thing is, I believe men and women we do need each other, and I think that the independent woman might want to consider what a good man can do for her in terms of security. Because you see a lot of independent women who are independently broke, right? the The lowest net worth in America is um, that of a single black mother, actually, with kids. Mm-hmm. Now, the fathers though have to consider. How, you know, um, having a family helps you, you know, like first thing with family is women tend to keep you healthier, but they keep you from doing the shit that's going to get you killed. Like running the streets, laying down with every, every hole you see within a two two mile (laughs) radius, you know, getting into liquor and drugs, you know, smoking weed all day. Like, like a good wife is going to kind of challenge you on some of that, right? Which you might be mad about it. But you'll find that's I think that's linked to why husbands tend to live longer mm-hmm. and all these other things. And they tend to do better because, you're, you you know, you need somebody that's going to discipline you, you know, a little bit. Now, I don't I necessarily agree with the idea of being overbearing about it, but there is something mm-hmm. to that. Right. The same way we were when we were kids and we were frustrated when our mother would tell us to clean up our room or take a bath. Well, your stinky ass need to take a bath eventually. And you you can't, feel better with a bath. <laughs> right, you can't, right. You can't sit there and, and eat Cheetos and play video games for three days straight. You know, but guys will do that. Like, if you leave us to our own devices, a lot of us, <laughs> not all men, but but seriously, like when me and my brother lived together in um, Syracuse and we had no women there to tell us what to do, <laughs> there would be a pizza box on the living room couch and it would just stay there with that pizza is, in it. That is gross. I don't even want to It would stay that. there for like a week. You know, ain't no woman gonna look. We we had a scarf. I put a Scarface poster in my living room. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Who does that? Who does that? Right? And it's fun, right? It's fun at the time because you're like, man, ain't nobody gonna tell me. I you can't mean do Scarface the movie? I put a Scarface poster in my damn living room because nobody gonna tell you me. You are I can such do a it. black man. What would happen? What would happen if I tried to put a Scarface poster in my living room? What would you say? You you would never even do that. It, it would come down. Exactly. For sure. There's exactly. no way you would put that. Exactly. In. Exactly. And that's the thing. And mm-hmm. I, it's like, even though I enjoyed that Scarface poster being in my living room, I know I I know I need somebody to tell me that that's not appropriate. You know what I mean? Like I like that. Like so 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 the point is like men. I think if you find the right woman, I mean all this all this is qualified information, right? But you find the right kind of woman. Like sometimes you got to let yourself be influenced. So that mm-hmm. you don't kill yourself, you mm-hmm. know, because that's kind of what we men do. We just sort of, you know, so so I, I personally think um, that. And then also on top of that, if you get really lucky and you get a woman that knows how to make money and stuff like that, shoot, your, your income goes up and, you know, and you have somebody that has your back, you know. So there we go. <laughs> Black men and women, we need each other. So yes, we y- y'all can't be independent either without us. No, nah, we can't. Well, you know what? It's um oh by the way, uh Lynn, to get the workbook and all that, you can go to coaching with Dr. That's coaching with Dr. Um so <clears throat> the um but yeah, I, I, I think that that's what we should probably agree on, like in this chat. 
I hope we can agree. Like, can we at least agree that black women and black men need each other? Can we give me a yes if we can at least agree on that? We're better together. <clears throat> yeah, we are better, <laughs> better together. Yeah, I like. I really feel like we um, have to at least acknowledge that. Like, if we can't even agree that black men and black women need each other, then we can't. It's hard to have a conversation. Okay, and then we can just say any individual who tries to promote the fact that black men are flawed, black women are flawed. It ain't never going to work. All that kind of language. That's Willie Lynch language. Mm. Let's abolish the Willie Lynch language. All right. That's what right. we say. There we go. So uh, since my wife has, has to see a client in 25 minutes. And oh, I'm, I do. I want to be time conscious here. Um, I I would like to propose a res- resolution um, that uh, give me a yes in the chat if you agree. We agree that black men and black women will do our best to love each other. You ain't got to love everybody. Right. But you, we will do our best to love each other and value each other and respect each other. If you agree with this resolution for intelligent black people, say yes in the chat or say I or yes or agreed or something. Let me know. Let's let's walk away. Let's let let's let that be our conclusion for today. So everybody say yes. All right. So I see Lisa says yes. My name is Corey says agreed. Davina says yes. Tina Miller says yes. Yes. All right. All right. Thank you, Natasha and Sonia and James and Wendy. All right. All right. So by the power invested in me by intelligent black people all over the world, I now pronounce this resolution as passed that black men and black women, we will fight for each other. We will love each other and we will have each other's back. So I'm going to start with the black woman right next to me and give her a kiss. Oh, I love you. All right. So uh, everybody, please hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button on your way out. Um, coaching with Dr. Alicia.com. That's where, uh, that's Dr. Alicia's website. Um, she sees clients, uh, she has classes and groups and things like that. So feel free to go take a look at the class or at the, uh, at the website. If you, um, are a person that is interested in, uh, some sort of therapy that might help you, uh, live, live your best life. Uh, and also my name is Dr. Boyce Watkins and, um, this is Pillow Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia, and we hope you have a wonderful day. We'll see you soon. Take care. Bye everyone.